So here's the deal. I want to play a game of would you rather, all right, in the sport of football, right, in, in, in this world of football. But I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this real quick. It's because I was listening to Walter Bond. Now, if you guys haven't been paying attention, Walter Bond is joining my show on Friday the 24th. We had this interview that's going to launch on Friday. If you guys have not done so, subscribe to my podcast. I'll put the link here in the description. Um, this link that I put here in the description will take you to the podcast on any device that you are listening to, okay? Walter Bond is one of my favorite motivational speakers, okay? He's one of my very favorite motivational speakers, and he's a former NBA basketball player. He joins my show on Friday. Listen to it. Um, join it. But, hey, if you guys are in this and you want to join in on this discussion that I'm going to have tonight, it's going to be a quick 10, 15-minute discussion. Feel free to leave a comment. Um, if you catch this replay, please feel free to leave a comment, okay? So I'm trying to pull this down so I can see any comments that come through. Listen up. Walter Bond said in a video today that in regards to COVID-19, we should all be embracing the inevitable truth, which is the fact that your industry may very well be different by the time this whole thing blows over, right? He said, anticipate your industry and don't meet it there, beat it there, right? Don't meet it there, beat it there, okay? So me being in the sports industry as a sports journalist, sports analyst, uh, a podcast host for three years now, a Blitnikoff award voter, a member of the FWAA, you know, that's, it has a direct impact on me and what I intend to do um, with the, the duration of my life, right? So that's kind of what my passion is in sports. You guys know that. So it led me to, you know, not remaining ignorant. I can't stand ignorance. Um, ignorance, obviously, is bliss because of the peace that you don't have to deal with anything. But it also creates uh, – it, it causes people to be stagnant. There's no growth in ignorance. And so I wanted to take a second tonight, jump on here, talk about something that – is uh, interesting to me, and I want to I want to ask you guys. So if you happen to catch this live, if you happen to catch a replay, if you want to you know throw the comments in here, let me know. I'd love to get your insight. It'll be a quick 10, 15 minute video, and we'll be done. All right. So as I was educating myself as to not remain ignorant with this whole entire possibility of football not being you know done in the fall, I started to get a little bit sad, but I also started to realize that that. There's a, there's a possibility. Not saying it's likely or it's probable, but it is a possibility. So I was talking to a buddy of mine today. We we're looking at articles on Forbes, on Bleacher Report, on on uh, CBS Sports, where they were talking to coaches, athletic directors, commissioners, people that were high in the industry and in, in highly involved in the sport of football. Okay, highly involved in the sport of football, and they're talking to these guys, asking them what their thoughts are if they're going to have football or not. And the majority of these guys that I've been reading in these articles, while I'm educating myself on the matter so I can embrace for impact and try to get ahead of it in my industry and, and in my, my, you know, my profession as a podcast host, as a journalist, um, again, as a Blitnikoff Award voter, member of the FWAA, um, I, I'm trying to make sure I'm staying ahead of it so I don't have to meet it there. I can beat it there like Walter Pond said. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, literally every single one of them that was interviewed legitimately said, hey, we're preparing as if football is going to happen. But we're, you know, aware of the fact that it's very possible that it may not. Um, like, and, and for those of you who think that's crazy because it's a couple months out, well, here's the truth. We don't have basketball going on. Basketball season got canceled, so did March Madness, and we never thought that was going to be possible. Two, three months ago, we would have said that's crazy, but it got canceled, right? Um, that's the truth of the matter. Like, that's not conspiracy that's not negativity that's the truth of the matter it sucks uh, it got canceled though and that's the reality we're living in 
But also keep in mind, everyone's saying, okay, well, football's like five, six months out or four or five months out right now until kickoff for Labor Day weekend. Guess what? The Olympics were in the same kind of time frame last month when they decided they were going to you know, close the Olympics and push them off till 2021. So, you know, they were thinking, uh, you know, four or five months ahead. We're in that same time boat for football. Okay, just so keep that in mind. We're about four or five months ahead. And it's very likely that, you know, or very possible, I should say that, hey, in a month, two months, three months, whatever it may be, we have everything's back to normal. Football's great. I get to go to the Ohio State Oregon game in Eugene. I already bought the hotel anyway, so I'd be excited. Just got to get the tickets. We're good to go. That would be my, my dream. But, you know, the likelihood of that happening, the more that I educate myself and read up and research, I don't know if that's going to be happening. Okay? So here's my question. Would you rather, right? Sports fans alike, jump in here, leave a comment. If it's live, whatever, if it's a replay, leave a comment because I'm going to discuss this with you guys later. And I might take this recording and put it onto my podcast platform as well. Again, subscribe to my podcast. The link is in the, or in the, in the comments here. Um, it'll take you straight to my podcast on any platform. We're also building out my website right now. So here we go. Fact of the matter is this. There's a couple possibilities. A lot of the coaches that they were interviewing were saying, hey, like especially in the collegiate level, hey, Mike Leach, Kyle Whittenham, they're all saying, hey, you know, if we play, we're, we're expecting an adjusted season, meaning whether we play in front of no fans, whether we play a shortened season, uh, whether we, you know, play a season that's adjusted that goes into the spring, all these different possibilities that are coming about. But there's a big discussion about just playing in front of no fans, right, compared to not playing at all. Now, this is my question as a, as a sports fan. I ask you guys the same thing. Would you rather watch football if they don't play in front of fans or just not have it all together? But here's the reason I ask that question. What is the potential risk of playing football in front of no fans? See, at the collegiate level, typically speaking, college football brings in about 80% of revenue for the athletic department for those schools, there's typically only two or three sports in every school that are actually profitable. The rest of them all take a net loss, just so you guys know that, right? Football brings in a lot. It's like 6.8 or $6.6 billion as a whole in the NCAA, and that means it's an average about $50, or sorry, $50 million per school. <clears throat> so they bring in a lot of money for the school, and that trickles down to the academic side of things as well, not just athletics. And so let's say you don't have fans in the stadium and you're relying solely on revenue from TV sales. Some schools have different TV packages than others. You see that here in Boise with Boise State University, right? Boise State has a different TV deal than other schools in the, in the Mountain West. That's just how it is. They have more, they have more exposure. They're uh, a more well-known and well-recognized program, uh, well-respected, I should say, program. There's a lot that goes into it, right? So they have different TV deals. Not every school is created equal. And a lot of schools make a lot more money than Boise State, that's for sure. They pack their stadiums with 90,000 fans. Uh, their tickets are a lot more expensive. They have, you know, th they have a different fan base. It's just the reality of the game, right? They get better TV deals and such. They have uh, more money coming to the Alumni Association. There's just more money generated in bigger schools, right? So not every school is created equal. What happens there, right? If they don't play in front of fans, they lose, what, like 40%, 50% of their revenue off of ticket sales that they don't get. And so they're relying solely on TV ad, or sorry, TV expenses and boosters and, and uh, sponsors and such, which 
if you look at it from a college football perspective, they might be able to get by because they don't have to pay their players. Well, that's a whole discussion in and of itself for later, but they don't have salaries to pay out to their players. But there is a potential impact that it has over time for those universities and those programs, those the scholarships they can give out academically. You know, like a lot of the money generated from football goes straight into the school as well and the growth of the university, right? It gets it more exposure, gets more students. They can fund more things such as like, housing for students you get more out-of-state students and uh you know it just continues to grow that's why sports programs do have a major impact on universities but here's the deal so they might be able to get by with it if they don't play in front of fans but my question really is in regards to the nfl listen up and, and answer this question right I know everyone's like, dude, the NFL is a, a multi-billion dollar industry year after year after year. I mean, they have money flying everywhere, right? These owners are, buying, are building these huge stadiums. They have so much money to, just to, to fork out. They'll be just fine. Well, here's my question. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just trying to bring this up to you know, get a conversation flowing. Let's say the NFL is... Um, you know, let's say they play in front of no fans. Well, they lose a lot of money off of that, and they have player salaries to pay, right? So while the majority of, of football fans and the majority of sports fans, like the vast majority have you, watch from their televisions or their devices, right? Not the very, the very few actually go to, even though it might seem like a lot of people go to the stadiums, I mean, because there's like 90,000 people stacked in an SEC stadium or whatnot, or 110 when I, or 109,000 when I went to uh, Ohio State or whatever it was, like, that's still a very small portion of the actual fan bases that, that watch those games, right? So the majority of us are all already watching at home. So there's still a lot of money to be had by TV revenue, um, even in, in the NFL, right? So they have packages with like Fox, CBS, NFL Network, um, and then obviously like the, the DirecTV Sunday ticket. Everything is like packaged into those TV deals, right? But they still lose a ton of money off ticket sales. There's a reason like they have to pay these salaries of the players. And that's the reason that the ticket prices are typically very, very expensive because they've got to pay the salaries of the players. Okay. They got to pay them. So that's why when you go into the NBA as well, like typically speaking, if you guys aren't familiar with that model, when you have a superstar on the team and your, your team's got a salary cap that's above it and they're, they're paying the luxury tax year in and year out. Typically speaking, the tickets for those games are more expensive than when they suck because they've got to pay those players' salaries. It can't just all come out of the owner's paycheck right, or the pocketbook, right? So it's just that's the reality of it. The fans pay to go watch it. It's entertainment, but they skyrocket the prices, you know, to pay for those players' salaries. If the NFL p plays with no fans, if they decide to do that, and it gets to that point, which is a realistic possibility, it's not necessarily saying it's going to happen, but if it does, if they play in front of no fans – how long and how much of a reserve do they actually have if they're losing out week in and week out on those, uh, those, those seats? Like they're not getting ticket revenue, right? And just so you guys know, when I went to Dallas and I went and toured the stadium, right? Well, it's Arlington. So when I went and toured the stadium for the Cowboys, they discussed it. It's like every venue, they pay the same. If, if a high school team comes in and plays and they only have like two, four, five thousand people, whatever, 
it's it costs them the same to actually like light up the stadium, do the sound, all that stuff. It to run the stadium costs the exact same as it does when they run an NFL game. The main difference is the NFL they're getting the ticket sales that kind of offset that cost, obviously, right? So I kind of think of this like that. If they're playing these games in front of no fans, it still costs the owners money. They've got to travel. They've got to put these stadiums, light them up. They've got to get them all set up. The scoreboards. They got to pay referees. They got to play payers, player salaries. Um, and that's the reality of it, right? And if they're not getting ticket sales, they're only relying solely on the like the the, the TV deals. The owners are going to end up having to front that money to pay. So my question is, how long before the well runs dry, right? Does that hurt the longevity of the league? Is it possible that an NFL team or multiple teams have you could fold? You know what's crazy is we're even having this discussion. But like I said, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. Like Walter Bond said, anticipate your industry and don't meet it there. Beat it there when this whole thing gets, gets done. So I've been educating myself trying to figure out what the realistic possibilities are moving forward for the sports world. What the potential new reality could be. Hopefully, it just goes back to normal. We go back, back and watch our games, right? And I would love that. That would be super awesome. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. And so I'm just trying to bring up these, these discussions, right? these topics. How long before the well runs dry if these owners have to continuously front the money for their players and their coaches' salaries? Some people would say, dude, they're billionaires, man. They have so much money in the reserve, da da da, da. But anybody with business sense, okay, that's just the – that's a – very blanket statement, but anybody with business sense knows that nobody is invincible, right? In, in times like these where they're, if you go week in and week out where your revenue is taking a 40 to 50% hit because you're not, you know, for in the, in the example of the NFL, they're not getting ticket sales if they do it in front of no fans. Week in and week out, you might be able to front that for a month, but week in and week out, it's going to hurt you. And that could potentially hurt you for the future of your of your team, your organization, as well as the league as a whole, right? If every team's hitting there. Like, it depends on how much they have in the reserve. So I'm thinking here, I'm trying to put up, you know, like all these examples as I was writing them down this morning. Like, what's the best route to go if it did get to that point where they could, like, if it doesn't go completely back to normal before Labor Day weekend where we have everyone's going to go in the stadiums, we're going to be, you know, yada, yada go back to normal. If it doesn't go there and they decide they have to adjust the season, like a lot of these coaches are discussing, then what's the best route for the longevity of the league? Would you rather have football being played with no fans and potentially risk the owners, you know, having to go through and like front that money and potentially risk, you know, the longevity of the league? Or would you rather them cancel the season altogether, find a way to assist the players for that one year in some form or fashion where the players just don't get paid? But that means when everything blows over, they come back to normal, full speed, and the longevity of the league is not in jeopardy. You know what I mean? These are discussions. These are topics. These are, these are questions we have to start, like, thinking about because it's a potential reality for this 2020 season, right? Um, my question is that. What, what would you rather do? And before you say, oh, of course I'd like to watch football with no fans, I, I, at least it's the game because that's, that's what I was saying too. If you haven't watched sports with no fans – then I encourage you to wait on your opinion until you do. And maybe your, your opinion won't change after you watch sports with no fans. But let me tell you something. I watched the UFC Brazil back, uh, what, last month when they decided they were still going to air that, but they were going to do it um, without any fans in the arena, right? It was right after everything went down. They still had the event going on that same week. So I watched it on ESPN, ESPN Plus, I believe. And, guys, it was the worst 
<laughs> event to watch live because there was no there was no emotion. There's no atmosphere there. All it was was the fighters. And I love mixed martial arts, but there was no emotion. The atmosphere was dead. Obviously, there's no fans. The walkout sucked because there was nobody uh, cheering. Uh, when they were fighting, you could hear the announcer, Michael Bisping, was talking. I think it was Bisping, was talking into his microphone. So you hear him on camera. But you could also hear him on the normal camera mic. So it was almost like an echo. It just seemed super awkward because the arena was empty. And it was weird. There was no... It just wasn't as exciting. The excitement was dead. And so I just fear, I don't know, It's that's mixed martial arts. It's different than football. But you've heard athletes talk about it. A friend of mine, Jory Davis, who I had on my show about two years ago, plays professionally overseas. She wrote an entire blog article about what it was like playing in front of no fans in Italy the, the, the last game they played before they went and shut them down in quarantine. And she talked about the lackluster environment. There was nothing going on. It felt like a scrimmage. Nobody was excited. It's that sick feeling like a scrimmage in basketball where everyone's just like feels gross. You can hear everyone's sneakers squeaking across the floor. Everyone's breathing hard, and there's no ex like crowd noise to kind of like eliminate that or get anybody pumped up or anything like that. It was very hard for them to become motivated. Just so you know, that's, that's a very realistic possibility of happening in the NBA, NFL, college football, whatever, all these sports if they don't play in front of fans. So before you say, hey, I would love to go or watch football, and even if they don't have any fans, it's super weird. I mean, I, I still think I'm leaning on that side of wanting to watch sports with no fans. But at the same time, if it hurts the longevity of the league, if there's a potential risk, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you guys. I want to bring that up as I've been educating myself, researching this week as to not remain ignorant. Like uh, Walter Bond said, don't meet it there, beat it there. Anticipate your industry where it's going to be at the end of this COVID-19 thing. And for me, obviously, in the sports world, as a sports journalist, sports analyst, podcast host, Bolitnikoff Award voter, member of the FWAA. I, uh, I've got to do my due diligence and research it. So would you rather watch football with no fans or just have no football at all and come back full force with everybody there in 2021? You let me know. Again, guys, hit the link that's in the comments if you want to subscribe to my podcast. Leave me a review if you can. Um, we're going to be bringing on Walter Bond on Friday. Bruce Buffer from the UFC comes onto my show next week and then trevor moad the the author of it takes what it takes comes on in two weeks so guys we've got a lot of great content a lot of great guests we've already had amazing guests all up until now for the last three years it's been amazing go subscribe to my show leave me a review hey and leave me some thoughts here let me know what you think take care guys have a good night